0: this week we bring you cases from mason and spring texas welcome to episode 50 of texas 1031 Oh fuck, what was that one word that I got wrong? Combative? That one. I still say it wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
1: sure all right hey everyone this is Cassie and Hannah this is Texas 1031 and this is a Texas true crime podcast that no one is listening to anymore definitely now (laughs) but we're back for our 50th episode finally
0: finally it only took us almost a year and a half
1: yeah that's I mean, like a year and four months yeah yeah So a bicentennial we would one would call it one would <laughs> one might be wrong but one would <laughs> you know again we're so good at math uh, welcome back cassandra you want to just skip all the mumbo jumbo and jump right in we can do it all right yeah Cool. cool all right
0: so i go first this week
1: And I'm just going to say
0: I'm out of practice. We're going to give it the old college try. What does that even mean? I don't know because I don't try and call it. Like I try everything (laughs) I can to cheat and not do work. So, never mind. Okay. So, this week we are going to hear about Kayla Golden shoe chart. And I'm going to. Is that the victim? That is the victim. I'm going to apologize in advance because I am
1: not at all sure how to say shoe chart. She's Um, apologizing on behalf of her parents (laughs) after the fact who named her that. (laughs) Yeah. That's upsetting.
0: (laughs) So Kayla Golden Shoe Chart. Motherfucker. Just say Kayla G. Kayla G. Everyone calls her Kayla. Whatever. Yeah. So Kayla Golden. Okay. That's cute. Met her husband, Keith Shoe Chart. In 2008, while he was helping her father remove debris from the road, kind of in their neighborhood area, following Hurricane Ike, I put that in there because I thought that was just super cute. Like, also, he was like, just
1: helping move debris, and she was like, "I'm gonna marry this man and have children with him." Like, it's cute. But also, I take back my statement because it's her husband's name. She married into that. Oh name, so yeah, super not her fault. I let it slide. Sorry, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So Kayla's a great person doing yep. community service. Kayla's
0: the good one here. Nope, they were not doing community or, service. You know what I mean,
1: it's doing a c- the community a service. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> and that's how they met, which is super cute. Um, it seems like they kind of had a whirlwind romance um, because they had two children not too long after that, um, Camden and Keaton, and oh. Kayla decided to be a full time mother. <laughs> um. Where I did I? Where was, my was place?
1: A, I was laughing at Cassie, made a hand gesture. Oh, I did make a hand gesture. Um, in case you didn't see. <laughs> we are rusty. I am rusty.
0: So, Kayla obviously, she loved her husband.
1: Hold and on, I have a question. Yeah. When was Hurricane Ike again? I wasn't. Uh, Hurricane him. Ike
0: was in 2008. 2008, okay. Yep. And so, 2008, they meet, they get married shortly after, they have two children, Camden and Keaton. Kayla decided to become a full time mother. So, she loved her husband. Obviously, she loved her children. And when their third son, Keegan, was born in 2012, so that's why I say it might be a whirlwind romance, yeah. say four years, three, three children. Babies. Yeah. Tongue
1: twister names.
0: They were tired. Yeah. Very tired. Who isn't? Um, but they were overjoyed. Her children were her life. That is what everyone said. Her children were her life. And as any mother would, she would die for her children. And on April 17th, 2012, in Spring, Texas, she did just that hmm so kayla had baby keegan on april 14th 2012 he was her third boy she took tiny fresh keegan to her doctor's office in spring texas for his three-day-old checkup i don't like where this is going no no you should not you will not all right on the way out of the office near her truck she was confronted (laughs) we're just oh look he sees his reflection Cassie has a new dog. I have a new puppy. So we're going to have to apologize and make some weird cuts because of my dumb
1: freaking dog.
0: Hello. Hey, honey, you got hush, please.
1: OK, so she's taking her kid to the doctor. Yes. So she took the um her
0: newborn for his three day checkup and on the way out of her office, uh, out of the office near her truck. She was confronted with a desperate armed woman. At this point, Kayla's fight or flight instinct kicked in. And when an altercation broke out face to face with a .380 caliber Taurus semi-automatic pistol. Yeah. God, fuck guns. Um, (laughs) Kayla
1: fought. .380. (laughs) So
0: stupid. It's like a GPA. (laughs) So this woman, Verna McLean, wanted Kayla's child verna verna can we
1: not talk about that nope name? she's
0: gonna be going by McLean for the rest of this story because i just cannot say verna without going verna All Verna. You.
1: <laughs> okay
0: verna kayla marie golden shoe chart was shot three times in the chest by McLean, who then kidnapped a little keegan kayla died not long after at memorial herman hospital in the woodlands she was 28 she died fighting tooth and nail for keegan This act of violence was planned and Kayla just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Verna McLean, a 32-year-old nurse and mother of three, needed to produce a child. She had no prior criminal record, not even so much as a parking ticket, and was said by all to be a kind, responsible, hard-working single mother. But fucking desperation can drive one to insanity and that's pretty much what happened here. Verna had been expecting a child with her fiancé and suffered a miscarriage, but she told him that she gave birth. hmm Lie. She convinced herself then that she needed a replacement baby
1: so she could convince... Ooh. So he would just, like, stay with her? Yeah.
0: I wrote that super wrong. But oh, yeah, okay. she convinced herself she needed a replacement baby to convince him to stay. She told her sister she had found a baby for adoption and just needed to finish up the process. Another lie. McLean arrived at the Northwoods Pediatric Center on April 17, 2012 and waited for a woman to come out with a baby. Any woman. Any baby. Prosecution believes she knew the pattern of the doctor's office as she had taken her kids there before. Montgomery County District Attorney Brett Ligon. Ligon? Ligon? Ligon. Ligon. I think he was in another episode. He sounds really familiar. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a weird last name. It's Ligon. Like Liger. Um, Yeah. He said that McLean's um, statements appeared to indicate that the shooting was part of a plan. Quote, there were statements as indicated in the arrest record that were made by Miss McLean that led us to believe that, in fact, this was an intentional act on her part. Not that Kayla was targeted specifically, but that this was part of a plan to kidnap a child. She had the pistol and was driving her sister's Lexus and when Kayla and Keegan walked into the parking lot towards Kayla's vehicle, McLean approached her with her weapon drawn. Words were exchanged. No one's really sure what they are, but it was made clear that the intention was for McLean to take Kayla's baby and Kayla refused to give her baby up. McLean shot Kayla several times and snatched Keegan. Kayla fought getting blood on McLean's pants and even inside the door of the Lexus. As McLean drove away, Kayla was heard shouting, my baby, and she was even hit by the car. I wasn't Mm. clear how much the impact was, but she was obviously still hanging on and like fighting as this woman tore her newborn baby from her arms. The baby didn't get shot though. No. No. What kind of Lexus? I don't know. I thought I found it earlier, and then I have like seven <laughs> articles open, and I just could oh. I could just find Lexus. So.
1: And to clarify, it was her sister's car it was or her sister's, sister's gun? Car.
0: Her sister's car. The gun, I'm not sure who okay. it was registered okay.
1: to. Yeah. I might
0: assume her sister, because her sister be is her not involved in this, but it, she's uh, her home, her belongings, they're all kind of involved in okay. this. Okay. Um, so police were on the scene really quickly this was in broad daylight (laughs) and eyewitness accounts were able to give a description of mclean's vehicle people had actually heard the gunshots. someone ran in from the parking lot screaming that a woman had been shot they heard that there was an altercation so people were aware that this happened really quickly um this was very poorly planned as far as kidnappings go because hours after the abduction um just like same day just maybe seven hours later (laughs) detectives who canvassed parking lots in the area spotted a lexus fitting the description of the killer's car at the fawn ridge apartment complex located um on sawmill road so if you're from the houston area sawmill road is a pretty major road in the woodlands Mm -hmm. conroe spring area there's a lot on sawmill um so they didn't you know, there's a lot of residential housing and apartment complexes she as well. Should have been it could have been anywhere, but they found her pretty quickly. Pretty. Pretty, pretty quickly. So McLean had driven to her sister's home and said that Keegan was the baby she had adopted. Around eight fifteen that evening, while officers were searching the complex for the missing child, they said McLean showed up and asked to speak to them, almost seeming willing to help. Then as they pressed her for more questions, because that's suspect AF, some lady just coming up and offering information like mm-hmm. stay to yourself, 101. <laughs> um, so they started pressing her, asking questions, and her story began to unravel and she buckled. At first she tried
1: to say that she had found Keegan on the doorstep, abandoned, and just took him in to help. That was like the what ninth lie that she's kind of yeah. spinning at this point? <laughs> Not
0: well planned. But ultimately, McLean admitted to shooting Golden so she could take the baby and told investigators where Keegan was detectives also said they found a bloody pair of pants at the apartments a uh, blood covered cell phone there was blood in the lexus and they also found the weapon and it matched the shell casings that were found at the shooting scene wow. so really quick um not i mean it's good i guess police work that they were canvassing the area so well but also she just kind of walked up and said Here Here handcuff me yeah. yeah um which leads to a lot of my like theorizing about this um So Keegan was found inside her sister's apartment unharmed. Okay. Baby was fine. Keegan was put in CPS custody briefly until he was finally returned to his father, Keith. And this one's kind of sad. Keith had a prior um, felony drug charge. Mm -hmm. So CPS was not going to give back the baby. They had to run background checks. They had to do a welfare check at the home. Um, He actually hadn't even had... The opportunity to sign Keegan's birth
1: certificate because the baby was so fresh, so that just made me sad. The drug felon, I mean, I guess it's like whatever on your record forever. Yeah, it could have been ten years ago and hasn't done anything since. Yeah, and it,
0: yeah, and that stuff like that doesn't matter, especially if it was a marijuana charge. Like, be too
1: careful though. I guess like it's better that CPS did something than Mm -hmm. not. It's annoying, obviously, in certain scenarios like yeah, like this one. at least it's not like, eh, whatever.
0: Right. I'm, it's night. I'm glad they did it. It just made me sad mm-hmm. thinking like, okay, this man's wife died. He got the call while he was at work, made it to the hospital. She was already dead. Yeah. Doesn't get to say goodbye to his wife. His baby's missing. There's an Amber Alert. And then they find the baby and he can't even get the baby, you know, that same day. Like, yeah. I just can't imagine. So he was returned to his father. McLean was arrested. She was denied bail and awaited trial, originally pleading not guilty.
1: I mean, I guess, like, it was pretty horrific, but, like, she's a decent, like, non-criminal, no criminal record. Like, Mm -hmm. she has a good job. I'm surprised at the bail aspect, but I guess she's pretty manic, so. The reason they didn't
0: allow her to Um, post-bail was partially because of her lack of record and the fact that her first and only crime is a heinous murder. It's like, is she unhinged? We don't know. Very. But also (laughs) her mother and her defense did kind of bring up how it is un... It's... A failure in our justice system, the bail the cash bail system, which mm-hmm. it is. She does happen to be a black woman. Kayla does happen to be a white woman. This is in Montgomery County, so I think they were alluding to some of those things. But she also murdered a, a new mother that had two more babies at home. Yeah. I mean, so you know, it's it's yeah. that is a whole other podcast, the injustices of our bail system.
1: Yeah. I'm not really I mad th- about it in this case. I think there would have been judgment if it was a role reversal of race, of if it was, you know, kayla was a black woman with three children and it was verna was a white nurse and she got out on yeah it could 10, have been ba- oh 100 yeah, it could have been you know bad in the opposite direction so who knows
0: yeah yeah that's a good point um so that is there's a good chunk of time um 581 days to be exact where the only real activity is obviously you know she pleads not
1: guilty there witness- so she's been in jail for five over 500 days yes county jail
0: um or uh a whatever. jail
1: i could not find that i couldn't find her um
0: harris County. her like her record oh because it's not harris county it's montgomery county durr,
1: durr. that would be why yeah, that would <laughs> oh, i tell you Boy, Counties right. are
0: crazy y'all <laughs> Jesus, God. um, So cool. I could probably find that information now. Cool. At this point, I have no idea where she was held. I or, mean, regardless,
1: it's a shit long time. It
0: is. And she had pled not guilty. And the defense what? was going to go for an insanity plea. I could see that. Which I could see. And I think we'll go. We'll, questions yeah. and theories. So. You know there wasn't much activity other than the normal activity you know the victim's family giving impact statements the things like that that are just horrific and i'll read a little bit of that um but 581 days after kayla's murder on november 19th 2013 um the district attorney and the judge the prosecutor was brett Lagan. prosecutor (laughs) prosecutor prosecutor um the judge was kelly case the defense attorneys were steve jackson and tyrone moncrief um the da the judge they just decided that this family had been denied closure for long enough and they wanted to just wrap this up get it over with finish it up so they offered mclean um, a plea bargain so they offered that if she pled guilty finished it up Mm -hmm. they would sentence her to life without the possibility of parole originally did the death penalty was being sought which is also very i don't know very all intense about all that. i know it's like because i we all know how i feel about the death yeah, penalty
1: same, we're both like no it's not great no not yeah for everybody it's so certain people but even still i'm 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 happy with the outcome what with was the, the family expecting like what were they waiting for her to do? Like, I don't know, did they not realize what was they wanted to hear her admit guilt. She I mean, did, was I guess like remorseful but they that-
0: needed to they wanted to hear her. They they said in an interview after this, um, that, you know, they finally heard her say she did it and that felt good. But and it's like to- we know
1: you I mean, it's you can't tell a, a victim's family that because that's horribly insensitive, but it's like you wish that they could maybe see the other side of things and be like, actually, you know, You do know she did it, Mm -hmm. and it's not going to make anything better with this air quotes closure if she admits to it. So, Mm -hmm. like, maybe, I don't want to say be the bigger person and be like, do a good thing and maybe don't kill this woman. It was her first offense, and it was a huge mistake.
0: And she's a mother of three as well. Ouch. I know. Yeah, her kids kind of got the shaft in this. Um, This is what McLean said in an interview, a jailhouse interview after The sentencing after it's all wrapped up she says quote one day i'm a law-abiding citizen a mother who's never done anything wrong the next day i'm a monster um she has also said that she doesn't she's not the monster people are making her out to be she's still the same person she's still the same like loving you know so it does definitely sound like a snapped scenario Mm -hmm. but she was also despondent throughout much of the jailhouse interview breaking down sobbing uncontrollably in the room and McLean's mother said that she didn't believe her daughter would get a fail tri- fair trial, and I do agree. Um, her mother was remorseful over what happened and couldn't reconcile that her daughter did such a thing and felt really terribly for Kayla and yeah. her children, her family, but she also, you know, brought up that she didn't believe she would get a fair trial. She said, quote, I don't believe Verna's guilty. There's laws that constitute people like Verna not being guilty. I kind of would agree
1: with that. Yeah. How old was she again? I, 32. 32. Wow, that's such a formal name. Uh, picture her as 65. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Wow. She's my age. Um, Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Continue.
0: Yeah, it's I am almost finished because it's mostly a lot of just victim impact. So, you know, she got life without parole and five generations of Kayla's family came to that hearing. Um, Quote, Kayla loved her babies more than life itself and gave her life trying to save her baby from you. Kayla's brother said after the sentencing. Continuation of the quote, the amount of emotional damage you've inflicted on my entire family is unbearable. The biggest victims in all of this are the tiniest ones, Kayla's babies. Kayla's husband Keith, at one point, I don't have the direct quote in front of me, um, but kind of in response to what Jeanette, Verna's mother, said about her not getting a fair trial, he said that his wife didn't get a fair trial. So Almost like eye for an eye, you know. It's I don't feel for you because you didn't you sentence my wife to death without anything.
1: So I sure, yeah. I guess I we sound. I understand I feel it. like I sound so in not com, or lacking compassion or empathy right. for someone, but I mean the most emotional damage you can't claim that like that's not yours to claim. Clearly, there's something emotionally wrong with Verna. Yes, as well, mm-hmm. and that's not really his problem. No, but. I don't know, maybe just be observant. I, I know. It, it, it's I, hard to do that. I should shut my mouth.
0: I understand that grief definitely clouds any sort of
1: uh, yeah.
0: filtered compassion to to look at. So it's just it takes a
1: big person to be selfless enough. Yes. Or like whatever. And put your shit aside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I
0: don't know it put in the situation if someone shot and killed Brennan. I probably would not. I, I would feel malice towards that person. I think I don't think I would want them to get the help they needed. I would want them thrown in jail for. I also wouldn't want the death penalty. But yeah. you know. I think there's
1: a time constraint to it as well. Yeah. Um. Uh, the the old saying "time heals all wounds" or whatever. It's true. So I mean, you eventually you hear those cases all the time. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, whatever. But people who been have been killed their out. child, they show up to you know the day that they're executed, and they're like, "I don't want this person executed, even though they yep. killed my child." So. Who knows? Right. Yeah, so Oh yeah, Cassie and Brennan are engaged, by the way.
0: Oh that's right. Yeah. We're engaged. We have a new puppy. I you have heard an him. exercise bike. <laughs> Things are new.
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, she's sentenced life parole. Her yes. mother is vehemently against her sentencing and Yeah. Um You have thoughts. D- d-
0: d- 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 I do have a lot of thoughts. Um you know, they say about Verna that she was very nice. She'd give you the shirt off her back. Um, quote, this is, again, her mother. They said my kid did it, but I can't wrap my head around it because that's my baby. But I grieve for the lady and her baby. So, you know, she's kind of looking at it a, a little bit at both
1: sides. Mm-hmm. but Because she's probably not struggling with, she can separate the issue. A little bit, Yeah. yeah. So,
0: Linda Golden, (coughs) Kayla's mother, described her daughter as sweet-natured and kind. Quote, we went everywhere together and did everything together. Um, She said that that is the hardest Kayla has ever fought, and she died trying to save her baby. Um, She told the uh, Associated Press, excuse me. I think it's Associated Press uh, told the AP, but yeah. I didn't look at an article from the AP,
1: so I don't know when. I think that's like the acronym.
0: Okay, cool. So she told it's the, the AP. the Amarillo paper. Probably. Probably.
1: <laughs> Just that.
0: <laughs> um, that she had been babysitting. Kayla's other sons when someone at the scene called her using her daughter's cell phone she rushed to the clinic but was unable to see her daughter because paramedics were trying to save her quote I wanted to kiss her before they put her in the ambulance Um, so super sad you know obviously she died at the hospital from her wounds resoundingly people said that kayla was a sweet and kind person she was funny she loved her children like fucking crazy um she had gone to school for cosmetology but you know she had the babies so she decided that she wanted to dedicate her life to being a stay-at-home mom i thought this was cool all but a hundred dollars of the cost for her funeral were donated um which is like at least twenty thousand dollars because she didn't have a casket she did have a traditional burial Mm -hmm. there were lots of purple flowers it was really pretty purple seemed to be her favorite color um so that was cool that a lot of it was donated i found like papa's ice house which is closed down now but they did a benefit for her like so the community rallied around her family and that kind of speaks to the type of person Kayla was. There were 300 people at her funeral.
1: I don't Um, Again, don't even know 300 people. No, not
0: like we were trying to make the list for our wedding. And I was like, (laughs) I want to keep it below 100. And then we like got to 80 and we had no more friends. And we were like, all right, cool. I guess it's under 100. That's fine.
1: (laughs) I feel like GoFundMe has really assisted in the funeral department. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Headstone business.
0: Makes you think about why we spend so much money on fucking funerals. I don't. Yeah. That kind of wraps up the story. It's a pretty short cut and dry story. You know, there wasn't, thankfully, there wasn't a long manhunt. There wasn't a long stretch of time where this baby was without his family. And, you know, so that's all good. It doesn't make for long storytelling. But the questions and theories, I have just like three main questions that kind of bleed into theories quite like A
1: (laughs) she said A and held up a finger I did (laughs) I did
0: do that (laughs) I
1: could not
0: find the name of her fiancé. I found the name of Verna McLean's ex-husband who lived in California. They She had also lived in California. Mm-hmm. That's where her nursing license was. So she had moved with her children to Texas once they had kind of split up. Okay. Um, so I saw that they were estranged and he was still mentioned as her husband. But it was either an ex-husband or definitely separated so situation. So did she move
1: here for the new fiancé or um, a job? Uh, I couldn't just- find that. Nothing
0: about well, her mom had here. Portion of her life, her mom, her sister.
1: So, okay, she, so she probably, moved here for yeah, like get out of California, ditch that guy.
0: Probably so. okay. that's a good point. I don't know her fiance's
1: name. Don't hmm. know who he is. He was that's not mentioned weird. in
0: anything that I could find.
1: That's I, upsetting because I feel like that's a crux of the uh-huh. potential crux issue root of the, yeah. the crime.
0: <laughs> like I don't want to accuse because he's a victim in this as well. Mm. Ish. We don't know.
1: <laughs> Potentially, maybe. I mean, she kidnapped a baby for but him. So if he's just if, a nice, normal man. Do we know if he was saying, I'm going to leave you, bitch, if you don't yes. produce a child? That
0: is what my thought is, which would mean that he's an abusive person, right. at least emotionally. So like that's my first like theory, because that is a really, really, really dark place to just end up
1: one day. Yeah. I mean, you think about post. Partum, it, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I mean, if she's already had three children. I'm not sure how consistent is it is. Right. If you have it once, you have it with all your pregnancies. But I mean, if she did truly miscarry, would it take her down that path? Right. Or is it uh, sort of this, I don't know, delusion that she has? Right. That she has to produce a child. I don't know. It's a possibility that she was really depressed, you know, that yeah. spurned, uh,
0: you know, it just flipped mm-hmm. a switch in her brain. But to tell, it's one thing to miscarry and then to tell someone that you gave birth to the baby. That leads me to believe that her and her fiancé were maybe a little bit long distance. Like, because obviously he he wasn't at the birth of the child. But you've
1: seen those things before where girls, women will, they convince themselves that they're pregnant. They start showing signs that they're pregnant they rip those women's stomachs open and rip out the baby and right. go to the hospital and pretend that they're pregnant just given birth. Right. <clears throat> I mean, they've done crazier things <sighs> than just lie about it. Exactly.
0: So it it's a mindset that I guess I I just can't
1: we don't have all the facts so we can't really know no
0: and that makes it difficult so that's my first like question slash theory yeah. i would love to know more about the fiance
1: his role in it. his
0: role yeah. if he was an abusive person or manipulating or controlling or anything mm-hmm. like that i would also like to know why she was never from what i could find never committed Never I mean, evaluated. I did not read system? that she was ever
1: evaluated. Yeah. because I'm that, sure that she had some sort of mental health. Like you know, she
0: has to have. I think the insanity evaluation. plea should have been a viable option here because Andrea Yates got off on the insanity plea.
1: I think, that, you know, like I think that the the term is so warped at this point. Andrea Yates you know, early 2000s, I guess. Early. 2001. Yeah. I think they were able to determine that she was just crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. The insanity mm-hmm. defense now is more so in the moment. And that pertains to what Verna did was. Right. On the outside every other day. Not great, but mm-hmm. not running around with a gun trying to steal babies. But yeah. in this moment, she was not well.
0: Not in her right mind. It does and- point towards it, being in her right mind for a long because it, it, there yeah. was premeditation to this but, too so
1: that's i mean where what's the time stamp on like when does premeditation start and stop i guess that's a judge d- that gets to decide but i guess if they offered the plea deal that must speak volumes to what the her attorneys thought that they could prove mm-hmm. and thought yeah. hey we're never gonna win this even though i feel like that could have stood a chance
0: they could have i i've, I've Feel and we would have more information, like because then
1: she would have maybe actually been fully evaluated. mm -hmm. Maybe they just didn't get to that point. Yeah, in the process because she took the plea deal.
0: Right. It's uh yeah. That I don't know because I always because you have to take into account the deep rooted racism in our system, especially Montgomery County and how a black person might be treated unfairly in the justice system her mother has a point but at the same time justice was served she didn't get the death penalty which i'm in favor of her not getting the death penalty it's just it's fucking weird i don't think this case went the way it uh, there's i feel like insanity yeah because it doesn't make sense and maybe that's why I want it to be an insanity plea because I can't wrap my head around someone having a miscarriage which is tragic and I'm sure does way more to your brain than you know really Mm. we we could know know. and then going to that point of murdering a woman for her baby her white baby which is also That's a very
1: good point. because she I wanted didn't a baby
0: any baby it so didn't she, matter So sure,
1: to her sister it was it's fine it was adopted. Right. So the you know skin color skin color of their skin didn't mm-hmm. you know matter. To the boyfriend she gave birth was he white I can't you know what I mean no fucking clue. I know but I'm just saying that maybe would be, it could have come across as That would
0: be my thought you know that a maybe mixed he race, was Yeah, yeah cuz I mean Kayla and her husband are both white or at least white presenting, so, you know, fair mm-hmm. complexion. That that was just a weird aspect of it to me because that also doesn't seem like someone in their right mind because no, that lie makes no sense. Mental
1: issues. Yeah. I think that it again speaks volumes that they would tell her her attorney say, "We have a shot with the insanity Plea or Mm -hmm. defense, whatever. Yeah. So we're gonna go with it because clearly there's something wrong. This isn't Mm -hmm. this isn't something that you see every day. No. So I I think that we treat our prisons like mental health facilities, and that's not what they're there for. But unfortunately, that's the majority of what they're doing Mm -hmm. um, and treating, I guess, luckily, because otherwise they'd not be getting anything. I don't know. But (laughs) they're not doing proper corrections in the meantime. No. So I feel bad for her. I feel bad for everybody, but that's that was an opportunity to like do the right thing mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to like say f- the family kind of screwed the pooch but like did, couldn't you wait till it was carried out correctly wouldn't you want proper justice for you yeah know, everyone
0: involved and I don't know how much the family actually did pressure the DA but it was maybe the DA just the, wanted to close the deal it's possible and you know the Shocker. DA who knows the DA might have had small children at home thought about the turmoil he would be in just be like no let's way. just wrap it up they probably just wrap had an open
1: case on their desk <laughs> and they just wanted it closed maybe you know what i mean maybe it's
0: yeah it's a
1: it's a weird one for sure
0: you know and it's really what what i wanted to talk about this case for was a because it was a good bit of theorizing like what the actual reason behind the motive was but also cuz Kayla's kind of a badass. Like she was shot 3 times and still was going after the car, going after Verna and trying to grab her baby back. Like that's that's a really badass thing to do and it's just it's That's
1: so scary. tragic.
0: Like it literally is wrong place, wrong time. She happened to be walking out at the exact time that Verna had enough gumption mm-hmm. to walk up to someone and shoot you
1: know which just kind of almost reaffirms the fact that it wasn't necessarily premeditated because and it was just an in a, mo- a moment of total mania right in split second maybe is a great word you know? for this yeah she was in a episode of some kind mm-hmm. so I mean I think that that choosing air quotes choosing Kayla kind of is to her defense because she didn't have a specific target in mind so it's right. not premeditated a, a which is like is fuck you with target. the death penalty goodbye i know
0: the death penalty is the fucking worst i can't believe we still do it it's 2021 it's crazy i think crazy. they just
1: use that as like a media threat oh like let especially a woman like go away it tantalizes people pay attention more for sure yeah, when the death it's penalty shows. see like yeah Get over it. Yeah, but
0: you know that's that's the really fucking tragic story of Kayla Golden Shoe chart. She was 28. She was my age. Fucking three babies that are gonna grow out grow up without a mother because of either unchecked mental illness or a moment of snapped or a moment of desperation from a battered woman. We don't know the exact parameters. I do know that Verna was remorseful. So. Yeah. You know, it's a real it's just a really sad thing. There's six children in the world that don't have their mother <laughs> because Jesus. of this crime. So
1: yeah. And a guy I mean, who never got interviewed or what? I don't I know. It's
0: it's bizarre. Like I told you, yeah. all the all the articles I found like a bunch of articles, but a lot of them were duplicates from mm-hmm. like, you know, the Conroe News kind of basically copied what Houston Chronicle said because they're subsidiaries of each other, stuff like that. So yeah, but you know, I, I gotta do it. I gotta say fuck you, Verna McLean. You you did kill a yeah. mother of a brand new baby.
1: I hope she's getting treated in 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 whatever unit she's in.
0: I hope so. I'll yeah. look up I'll look it up now okay. that I know what fucking county she's in. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Verna. Sorry, oh. Kayla. Oh. Yeah. All right. So, um I've actually been kind of sitting on this murder for almost a year. Well um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm pretty excited to be talking about it for the big Five O. Yeah. So, you know, let's take a trip down memory lane um, where I'll give you my usual backstory. Last year, Scott and I had travel plans to uh, go visit Mason for another one of the truck campy things like Gilmer. <laughs> um, and I wanted to, again, find another case where we were going to be staying, which was uh, Mason. Um, but yeah, lost all the original notes, but... It was fun kind of re-researching oh, everything. Okay. They probably just got like chucked when I was packing. But anyway, this is the murder of Adele Kaufman in Mason, Texas, obviously. Adele. Adele, yes. I love it. Um, I was able to locate uh, only like two newspaper articles that had written on her murder. One was pretty brief and the other one was surprisingly thorough and somewhat candid, I guess, for the time. Um. And so to kind of explain it, the Mason Herald was the original newspaper, because it kind of comes into play later, that wrote the article about her murder in 1892. And then 60 years later, um, a guy wrote, or excuse me, he republished the article in 1950 and um, added some additional information after interviewing some people that were involved and lived there at the time. Whoa. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that is neat. Yeah. Um, And now the guy's grandson still owns the news or owns the magazine that what the republication was in wow yeah and i had to buy the fucking article (laughs) (laughs) it was like five dollars (laughs) supporting local journalism it's important i mean it was called frontier times magazine and it was all about like serious history like this guy was really cool cool yeah i'm looking
0: at mason texas
1: it was really neat um okay so picture it december 8th 1892 adele kaufman would celebrate her 17th birthday And one week later, she would be found bludgeoned to death on the gravel path leading to her family home. And almost 130 years later, Adele's murder remains unsolved. I think that we've had the two cases done by you that are this old with Emma Velker and um, Annie Stone. We Mm -hmm. talked about that earlier. So Mm -hmm. those precede this one. Yeah. So you've done all the oldies, essentially.
0: Oldies. Oldies. You did
1: that one oldie, too, that was fake. That wasn't oldie. That was like the nineties.
0: Really, I thought it was more like the fi- well fifties. I guess isn't much older.
1: <clears throat> no, I mean I think that the story was written in like twenty fifteen, but it maybe took place in like ninety three. Oh, okay, Olivia Mabel.
0: Olivia Mabel. <laughs> i was so fucking pissed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold a grudge. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, um, I'm gonna give you some family history and a little visual of the area um, that we're dealing with before we get into the murder. And the word "vomit" of speculation that I have. So, um, the Kaufmans were devout Catholics and had immigrated from Germany just a few years prior to Adele's murder. The Kaufmans were um, a part of this like pretty big agricultural boom in the area. Cattle farming had made the town uh, a recipient of a recent population population surge. Shooting from less than 600 residents to over 5,000 in just like 15 years or so. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was weird history. I read a lot about it. doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, Despite this, the family's property was still quite rural and required at least a five-mile journey to town most commonly done on foot. Doesn't sound too bad, right? Happy family (laughs) embarking into the... Was it the Wild West then? No. No? When was the Wild West?
0: This was the... Was it the Restoration?
1: This was right after the Civil War.
0: So I guess it is the Restoration period. The Wild West was like in the early 1800s, like pre-Civil War.
1: Restoration hardware. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, (laughs) However, the American dream, it was not. The native Texans in Mason, you'll love this, were known to be stone cold racist Methodists. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's actually pretty upsetting. Um, so to everyone else, the family represented a combination of race and religion that was openly detested in that area for decades, before and after the Kaufman family lived there. Um, Mason took the overflow from the New Braunfels and Fredericksburg areas that are, you know, incredibly well known for their German heritage today. Um, despite this regional bigotry, uh, her family was still considered well to do for the time. And Adele made the best of uh, her new life in Mason. She was uh, ambitious, intelligent, and blunt, even to a fault. Mm -hmm. Adele befriended the neighboring Wilson family, who lived a mile or so down the road from her home. She essentially became an older sister or like nanny type figure to the Wilson children, uh, walking them to and from the schoolhouse each day. She uh, eventually became great friends with their mother, only noted, (laughs) this is good, in the news articles as Mrs. Wilson. Mm -hmm. Um, No first name. Ever Kind of weird um, right. Not really weird Pretty <laughs> probably typical um, Probably Her uh, first names Don't yeah, matter she's, Oh I just hit this Oh, Oopsie oh, no. Sorry everybody um, The families were so chummy In fact That Mr. Kaufman Adele's father Recalled that Adele Had contemplated staying At the Wilson's home The very weekend She was murdered She told her father That she wanted to help Mrs. Wilson around the farm And with the children Since Mr. Wilson Was going to be traveling To Lano On a business trip and just to clarify, because I know someone—if anyone's listening—will say something. <laughs> yes, Lano is Spanish for planes, and the double L is pronounced as a Y. However, this is from the fucking website. The common pronunciation of Lano by the locals is Lano. Yeah, it's kind
0: of like the Bexar
1: Bayhar right. or Don't fucking. Shit.
0: Yeah, there's another one in San Antonio that I always get in an argument with people over. Yeah, it's just yeah. in Texas we say y'all kirkendall instead of kikendall Kikendall. (laughs) yeah like get out (laughs) of (laughs) here
1: what is this new york (laughs) the wilson uh farm was the halfway point between the kaufman home and the schoolhouse so kind of get that picture in your head if you can picture the wilson home at one end schoolhouse on the other excuse me i just did that backwards Mm -hmm. kaufman home at one end schoolhouse on the other wilson home in the middle gotcha Okay. okay Um, this the Wilson's house kind of became this designated pit stop for Adele when she walked the children home from school each day and in case anyone cares the article did mention that Adele had several siblings but it appears based on the information that she was the only one attending school at that point in time Uh, she was the second eldest at 17 older brother at 18
0: yeah and I feel like younger kids maybe I feel like it was rare I don't know maybe to send people Send kids to school like I don't. It was very rare. The younger kids yeah. were probably like they helping only,
1: around the farm. Yeah, and you think my it might be opposite, you right? Would. You would want the stronger Another older. F- <laughs> <laughs> but she had to marry off, right? Right, right. Yeah, help <laughs> you need farm.
0: educated. <laughs> I don't know. I am totally talking out of my ass. No, no, it's no, probably no, not I mean, at all true. I
1: think that based on what Scott told me, his grandfather told him was that you went to school only a few weeks a year mm. and not that long of a day as well. But uh, based on this article. Might have been a little bit different. Okay. Um, and again, I don't think his grandfather was born in 1892, <laughs> so <laughs> that would be not the same thing. A very old man. Yeah, but again, I don't know. I think they all were like you know they did the schoolhouse thing where it was 12th graders with the you know Every, yeah. fourth graders all well, together.
0: Yeah. None of them getting a ground education.
1: Yeah. Um, sharp, crushed, uneven limestone and granite slopes made up the majority of the ground, and large pecan and live oak trees along with countless types of brush grass and cacti sprouted out around small creeks within the rock formations. So it's very West Texas desert vibes, but mm-hmm. like kind of green at the same time. Again, it all comes into play. <laughs> um, this difficult terrain inspired Mr. Kaufman to establish what was called a bridal path uh, in the article uh, for the two families to have access to for kind of like an easier commute. Mm. Um, I looked up bridal path. It's just kind of like a little makeshift shortcut trail, a little less dense and difficult to get through. Um, besides the Wilsons, uh, Wilson and Kaufman families, it is likely that other locals and uh, transients took advantage of the shortcut from time to time other than stone and this like antiquated kind of old school before like barbed wire type stuff there was they used the stone fencing as a barrier for cattle farms um and there wasn't like a beware of dog sign or like whatever no trespassing crap So that was kind of their only way to prohibit anyone from passing through so like it was just okay. kind of open 1892 and open yeah, yeah. Um, So, in fact, the odds were somewhat high that Mr. Wilson's farm had random people accessing it at any given point in the year. Um, Mason had a vast wildlife population ranging from turkey, dove, quail, and certain deer. And moreover, the Wilson's farm, along with the majority of rural Texas, had feral hogs. Um, So perhaps seeing that some money could be made or perhaps he just wanted someone out there Trying to kill off these fucking hogs. Yeah. um, Mr. Wilson allowed men to use his property for hunting.
0: Oh, okay. I know
1: where this is all going. On Friday, December 16th, the evening that Adele Kaufman was murdered, three men would claim that after concluding their hunt on Mr. Wilson's land around 4 p.m., they were walking on this makeshift aforementioned gravel shortcut when they suddenly heard several gunshots followed by the bang of dogs coming from the direction of the Kaufman's home. Hmm. So, what happened to Adele during her routine walk home from school that Friday afternoon? So, this is all in
0: broad daylight?
1: No. Okay. I looked up the sunset. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, The Wilson children, along with their mother, would state that Adele arrived at their home, as usual, a little after 5 p.m. So, that kind of contests what Scott's grandfather said about, like, you didn't go to school for the whole day. So, I mean, but also, you're walking a pretty significant... You know, yeah. mileage, and you have little kids, idle chatter, whatever's going on, might take you a minute. The family also told the sheriff that Adele stayed for a few minutes, as she, you know, normally did, and then left to walk the final mile to her home. So let's put it at five fifteen, five thirty. Um, I believe when I looked it up, the sun was starting to set at four fifty eight, mm-hmm. and officially went down at like five twenty five. But true. there's given shorter take days for with the winter and things like that. Um, also like less light pollution, yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Kaufman initially didn't worry too much uh, when Adele didn't ri- arrive back at her usual time. He gave her the benefit of the doubt since he knew that she might have you know, wanted to stay at the Wilson's home that weekend. The family proceeded with their evening and ate their dinner. But with no sign of Adele as six turned to seven and the sun had finally set, the Kaufman, uh, Mr. Kaufman decided to go look for his daughter. Unfortunately... He didn't make it far alone in the night and worried uh, if he got injured or lost it, uh, his search might do more harm than good. So, questionably, but not really, I guess, uh, he vowed to start his search again in the morning.
0: He doesn't have like a lantern he can walk That's around literally
1: with. Literally, what I am about to. Write. Yeah. Initially, I thought this sounded weird, but uh, I had to look it up because I really didn't know electricity uh, was an extreme luxury back then. Yes. Um, even up to like the 1940s mm-hmm. in like cities. So rural BFE 1892. Never not have a thing. It. Could he have lit a torch or a lantern? Yeah, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah, he for sure. Like torches were used. Oh, In movies and TV, torches are used a lot, and I feel like
1: I would always have a torch. (laughs) I also like only hear his wife referenced one time. Um, He's predominantly, and I don't know if that's a cultural thing or just a era thing. um, But I don't know if anyone was there at home to be looking after the other. I think like five or six kids, but he had an older son, so it it's neither here nor there. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Side note, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) The corpse of Adele Kaufman would be found by her father early Saturday morning, December 17th.
0: Oh, fuck. All the animals. All the animals on the property. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> it's OK.
0: She was picked
1: clean. <laughs> no. Uh, t- totally the opposite, actually. OK. OK. Uh, a small group of men were summoned and gathered to begin what I would say, again, a very for the time thorough, well-documented investigation. Oh, wow. Um, The men named in attendance were, (laughs) classics here, Sheriff PC Baird, Justice Garner, and Dr. J.D. Beck. J.D. Beck. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Brother. (laughs) (laughs) And a few other locals and neighbors. Um, I say that loosely. There were some officers and, I mean, neighbors meaning like. That could be a good distance away. Yeah. So like, and how far away was
0: this sheriff? You know, like yeah. this poor man had to likely walk for yeah. probably a couple hours to gather the people he needed right. to be like, there's my dead daughter. Exactly. I told you. Yeah. She's and been there just, for like, a very long time. There. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, awful. I know. Um, exactly halfway between the two families farms, Adele was elegantly, as it was described, lying partially on her side with her face next to the ground. Hmm almost as if she had fallen asleep on the gravel. The report also states that there were no signs of trauma to her body. In fact, from her neck down to her feet, all was pristine. Her shawl and bag of school books were laying directly beside her, not as if they were strategically placed there after the fact, but kind of as if they simply floated to the ground as she fell. Hmm. Her clothing wasn't dirty or disheveled, and it was determined that a, quote, Nameless crime, or what we would call rape Mm -hmm. today, continuing the quote, had not been committed nor was there any evidence to know that such had been attempted.
0: Well, that's great, but weird.
1: Yeah. So this was confirmed by the um, Dr. J.D. Beck during his autopsy. Despite the kind of fluffy language used to kind of allude to rape, I do appreciate that it was put in the article because regardless if she or sexual assault or rape or whatever occurred or not it's a fact of the crime Mm -hmm. and using the verbiage still kind of saves saves air quotes the reputation if that's what they're going for but i feel like most papers would have just left it out entirely the only items belonging to adele noted to be out of place were her lunch basket that was lying about five to six feet away from her body and crucially her once blue bonnet was now black red soaked in blood covering her entire head
0: Oh oh my god, she that just I know she's seventeen, but she sounds like such a baby mm. with a bonnet. <laughs> oh.
1: Quote, it was drawn down over her face in such a manner as to conceal her features from view.
0: Okay, so there was some shame in what the killer
1: potentially. <laughs> Adele had a total of five gaping wounds about her entire head. Investigators believe the initial blow is what knocked her to the ground, followed by the remainder of the bashings. Jeez or to state it more poetically, quote, there were no signs of a struggle. All appearance all appearance seems to indicate that she had been felled to the earth by a sudden blow from a blunt instrument and the murderous blows continued until life was extinct. Super depressing, right?
0: Life was extinct. I this know. person is a great writer. Yeah. Or did you write
1: life is extinct? No, that was the quote from them, yeah. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, that's a great <clears throat> writer.
1: Uh here's probably my favorite quote in just a second. Searchers soon spotted what they believed to be the object the killer used to, quote, beat her head into jelly. That was in the paper in 1892. Oh, my God. Yeah. Very surprised that they put that in there. Beat her head into jelly. They were
0: like, what... Can I say consistency that consistency
1: there? Everyone's going yeah. to
0: understand.
1: It's thicker than a sauce. Jelly. But it's not like a jam or a preserve. No, it's a jelly.
0: While they read this paper and mm-hmm. possibly eat their breakfast with
1: jelly. Uh, near a large post oak tree, exactly 24 steps from Adele's body, the men would find a large stone under a clump of dead brush. Normally, this stone wouldn't have been given a second glance, but this particular rock... Uh, possibly one used to fence off the very cattle farm she was killed next to, was stained red with blood. More ominous, however, is that the porous stone surface revealed a blue tint, the color mixture likely deriving from the dye of Adele's blue bonnet combined with her open skull. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this person was going at it for a while. At least five times. So furthermore, amidst the grass and gravel 20 or so feet from Adele, Searchers curiously noted a lone depression in the hard soil where it was believed her killer found and picked up the very stone used in the attack. Mm-hmm. So, taking it back from her body, they find the bloody stone and then they find another 20 steps away where the stone probably originated. This so, is pretty good work. Yeah, wow. Right? Uh, and this is, like, amidst, like, t- when I say brush, I mean, like, it's, like, the tall, spiky, like, everything's beige. Everything blends oh. in, like, dry desert. So, like, it's all camo. This is, like, the shit that you see on, like, like Game Guard, like, yeah. camo wear. Um, <clears throat> so, law enforcement told the Mason Herald that they believed their killer, uh, or, excuse me, the killer, worked hastily. Or mm-hmm. what we would categorize as a crime of opportunity, crime mm-hmm. of passion, or in this case, possibly both. Yep. This assumption, they claim, was based on the fact that not only did the murder weapon originate at the scene, but it was tossed aside either in a frantic or careless manner. Um, This method of disposal uh, was no doubt concerning. So, I mean, you could either have, like, someone fleeing out of, you know, guilt or fear and they just, like, drop it or whatever. But perhaps even worse, the unfazed kind of unbothered killer just simply sauntered off into the brush completely unconcerned about the trail they were leaving. So it's a little spooky. Um, The sheriff then instructed officers and volunteers to branch out further in search of more clues. So, so far, the evidence has been found on the land surrounding Adele's body. But now the searchers would walk towards this edge, like a far edge of the road and begin the descent down a large, steep granite formation. Gathered at the base of this slope that they're about to traverse down was a relatively dense, like, thicket or branch that kind of dead ends at this shallow creek. So you've seen the newest Evil Dead, right? Yeah. From several years ago. Yeah. Do you remember the scene where she crashes her car and she gets out and she's about to get raped by the demon? Yeah,
0: and she's in this, like, spider wood. I pictured
1: that. Okay. Or, like, when Maleficent, like, shoots out those, like, thorny branches when she's fighting like the prince at the end and it's like a clusterfuck of like you know like dense crap like that's kind of it okay so you can see through it but it's like hard to get through but Mm -hmm. it's i don't know just to paint you a picture very pokey pokey (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so 100 yards which i had to ask scott and he said that's a football field so picture that Uh, So 100 yards from where Adele was found, the men finally reached the base of the slope and they began searching through all the branches and the thicket or whatever. The odds are high that if Mr. Kaufman hadn't turned back the night of the 16th and instead waited until the morning to continue the search for Adele, he would have possibly spotted the person who killed his daughter as they retreated from the scene. Mm, Possibly. Possibly. For at the base of the thicket stood another large oak tree rooted in the beginnings of the sandy soil of the creek bed. This is, like, super eerie, I think. Um, Based on the impressions left in the ground, trackers determined that a horse had been tied to the tree for at least an hour the night prior. The officer's eyes shifted upward from the prints left in the ground to short, gray hairs peppering a segment of the tree's bark. Sounded like peppermint bark. (laughs) (laughs) It was assumed that while killing time waiting for its owner to return, the horse had rubbed its neck against the tree, leaving behind more evidence of its temporary post. Wow. Wow the um few sentences the following few sentences are how the article concludes and I'm going to read them verbatim because of just how bleak this investigation and like spooky eerie I don't know I just like gave a vibe (laughs) quote and in one of the scant water holes so they've seen the hair on the tree they've seen the impressions in the ground from the horse horse's feet hooves whatever uh quote in in one of the scant water holes in the small creek was bloody water indicating that the murderer had tarried there long enough to wash his hands footprints in the wet sand next to the bloody pool had seeped water and were shapeless the trail ended here that's super creepy mm-hmm. now as i mentioned at the beginning this is almost a 130 year old case but they did have a few suspects in the aftermath of the murder so quote The finger of suspicion pointed to different individuals, and two or three arrests were made, but innocence was proven in each case, and they were released. No one person was directly charged with the crime. It has been claimed in later years that a confession followed by a suicide was made, but of this we do not have any proof. Uh. Ah. My theory is undoubtedly incorrect and far from perfect, but I think it's kind of plausible based on the information that we have, Mm -hmm. which is pretty significant for over a 100 years old. Yeah, impressively so. Yeah, The last sentences of the article, as I just read, state that two to three arrests were made, but no one person was directly charged. This reads as pretty vague information, right? But it says a lot to who law enforcement was looking at and possibly even how um, law enforcement handled it. I believe that Adele's murder was possibly the result of a hate crime perpetrated by one of the hunters on Mr. Wilson's property that day. Mm, That's a good one. I believe that it is very possible that all three men were involved in some capacity even if it was just as a co-conspirator confirming an alibi. So solely based again on the information I could find uh, it does not appear that her murder was sexually motivated or financially motivated. She wasn't raped. She wasn't robbed. Yeah. Um, however, it does appear to be very personal in many ways. Yeah. Those ways being in the proximity of the attack, um, you have to be close to hit her, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she probably would have to see your face. Again, we don't know the direction of the initial blow. That could maybe determine what direction <clears throat> he was coming from, they were coming from, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. Um, but... Also, the brutality and the overkill.
0: Yeah, because she's dead, likely. A 17-year-old's probably dead after the first blow. Mm -hmm. And to continue to where her brain is jelly, Mm -hmm. it's pretty intense. And that is, there's no
1: fear of the time constraint. That takes Mm -hmm. time. That takes effort. That takes... I agree. And that's why I, I think we kind of, I briefly mentioned it, but I agree because the article believes that he worked pretty fast. Yeah. So... I beg to differ, I guess, and so do you. Additionally, if you want to go with this narrative, I guess, the bonnet was covering her face. Yeah. Which, like you also already earlier stated, it shows, you know, guilt, remorse, shame. Shame, yeah. Yeah. Um, Consequently, I feel confident in saying that the killer and Adele were acquainted and somewhat familiar with one another at minimum. Yeah,
0: because no one heard a scream, which I guess technically isn't that hard to not hear scream on that vast of property, but... I'm glad you said that because I bring that up.
1: Ah. So... Let's get into the correct mindset here. And I told you before we started recording, kind of the from the killer's perspective. Here. Yes. So what could have sent you into a violent rage? Mm-hmm. What could have been said to provoke or incite you enough to bash in someone's skull on the side of the fucking road? Mm-hmm. Would you do that to someone you wanted to date and they rejected you? What about an enemy? Would you do that to someone you had a grudge against or maybe someone you simply just didn't like? What if they wronged you in some way and this was your revenge? They had it coming, right? Adele was well-to-do, after all. She was just a spoiled little rich German girl to many people. Her shyness might have been mistaken for being aloof and elitist. Mm -hmm. I looked up uh, her sign, which is kind of silly, but I don't have tons of information on her, but she's a Sagittarius. Hmm. And based on the information that was stated about her in comparison to Sagittarius, it's pretty accurate. She could have been, like a Sagittarius, very impulsive and almost overly confident in her attitude, She could have definitely rubbed people the wrong way, which was kind of an overarching theme. Okay. For every action that appeared premeditated in her murder, I feel like it was met with an opportunistic counteraction. Yes. Why use a rock if you have a gun or a knife? Yeah, because you could even use the butt of the gun, you know? Did the suspect know that gunshots would draw attention or that a knife would make far more of a mess? Can't be covered in blood and seen in town, right? Yeah, but wouldn't bludgeoning someone... uh, Yeah, okay, okay. You knock her out, beat her to death. That would do it. That'll send a message, and quietly, too. Under the cover of night and waiting far down the rocky cliff, past the edge that she would never venture towards for fear of losing her footing, they would know, the killer would know, that she doesn't walk near the edge because they've seen her walk that road many times. So, um, maybe she had met the suspect at the Wilsons on one of the many occasions that she had been visiting... This time, however, Mister Wilson wouldn't be home. He'd be in Lano. That'd be one less person to worry about, and they would know because they used his land to hunt on. Mm-hmm. Maybe the killer used the rock to make it look like one of the lingering Comanche or Apache uh, member tribe members had attacked her. Because mm. it really, it was like <laughs> the whole like settlement of Mason had pretty much been obliterated by tribes in the area, and they like oh. barely survived. Which fuck the. People that tried to take their land. But, oh, right, right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Not a great way to handle it either. I don't know. <laughs> natives were here first. That's why they're called natives. So, I mean, that could have been an angle as well. I think that they maybe just planted the seed of distraction before anyone had the chance to really talk. You tell the sheriff that they heard gunshots over towards her house, knowing that she wasn't shot. Because, I mean, after all, who wants to carry a gun up a cliffside anyway? That's true. I was
0: wondering when the gunshots were going to come back. I was like, wait a second. Hmm.
1: You would point them towards that area, conveniently, where the hunters wouldn't have been seen. But maybe, you know, they need to cover their tracks further. The Wilson family would undoubtedly talk, so they knew better than to deny that they were around the property hunting that day. Mm -hmm. So just make them look farther down the road, far enough to find her dead on the road, just as she should be. You know, she won't be able to mouth off again. She won't be able to run to her father and complain again. She won't be able to think or speak ever again as a female German immigrant. Yeah. Searchers might think that the bonnet was pulled down on purpose, but I mean, after the third blow, you would assume that all the blood and skin would make sure that it was staying down and covering her face for good. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Everyone would be pretty shocked and speechless and the killer would probably be uh, pretty worn out after all that, like you were saying. It's um, a heavy rock. Mm-hmm. They were beating her very hard for a long time. Adrenaline would be pumping Faster and faster So I mean For them to say That it was hastily done I could see that To a certain mm-hmm. extent Because you're In the moment Yeah And then they found it So hard to believe That he would take his time Down at the base By the creek But I mean It's a relief You feel safer Yeah You're down there you're, Yeah. You get to rinse off All the hair Or brain tissue Or whatever the fuck's on your hands Your
0: horse is there right. So you can get away quicker Yeah
1: So perhaps They caught their breath Unraveled the reins From the tree And simply walked off all three maybe had promised not to tell and even like the quote says two or three got arrested or interrogated they knew that no single person would be charged directly with her murder maybe the true killer of the bunch became overwhelmed with guilt or maybe one of the others was tired of holding in the secret for their longtime hunting partner but as it stands pertaining to at least the uh murder of Adele Kaufman of this we do not have any proof hmm Scott believes that it's was that it was sexually motivated, but, but I don't
0: No, I don't think it was sexually motivated. I like your idea that it was uh like racially and xenophobically charged,
1: but I there's still, pieces missing it's so from the information. Brutal. There's pieces missing from the information, so you can't I can't make a for sure claim. No one can. I mean, unless no, you were there. No. I could even see him taking that path home and she being like what the fuck are you doing on my father's property? Get the fuck out. Don't talk to me. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. And he lost it. Scott can't. I don't want to keep mentioning Scott, but (laughs) he was the one I was talking to it about and or about it with. (laughs) And he he was saying, you know, it was such a crime of passion. It was such an instantaneous, like opportunistic moment. But if you you could spin that as like I said before, there's a counteraction that will remove That opportunistic factor and add in a premeditated factor because you could think, "Well, no, I don't want to have my gun go off because I don't know what ballistics were like, but Mm -hmm. you don't want it'll close your escape window time. Oh, yeah. If you, you know, shoot off a gun, if you cut her, she's going to scream. If you hit her in the head and she knows you well enough, she'll let you approach her. And you can get close enough to her to hit her and then she's out. And then you just fucking finish her off. She had to know the person
0: well enough because if the the rock that was used was like 20 paces away Mm -hmm. from when she was found, that means that they had time to get
1: it and they had time to go back. Well, I mean, and they, it was uh, not brought with them and not taken. So it's like, well, also, why would you want to get caught with a bloody rock? Right. And
0: she didn't run. Because she was right on the side of the road and there were no drag marks to I bring her back see, there. I
1: based on like, okay, I don't know how like projectile and like gravity and yada yada works, but what if she did decide to run and he yanked her arm, which caused a lunch basket to fly. Oh, that's he, right. I forgot it it the lunch basket. Pull yeah. her in and then he had the opportunity to maybe hit her. Possible. I think it shows premeditation by putting your horse down there and waiting.
0: Yeah, the horse being down there is... I think it was an intentional and and the brutality of it clearly sends a message. Mm -hmm. There's no way it couldn't. So that had to be at least part of the intention.
1: Well, and I think that knowing that Mr. Wilson was going to be gone, they knew, okay, one less guy Mm -hmm. to worry about. Okay, women and children, if if anyone comes. Also, I think that the four o'clock timestamp alibi was, if it was well thought out, was well thought out because... It puts them out of the window of when she'd be around Mm -hmm. so they wouldn't look guilty. It they're able to be a step ahead and point them in a different direction of investigation. And then but it also gives them time to show up however half one and a half miles down the road and wait for her to show up.
0: Yeah. It's awful, and then like the,
1: the two to three like arrests, like it just adds up too perfectly. Yes, to me.
0: that it had to be um, yeah. that were suspected.
1: I know that I came across maybe harsh. I'm just trying to paint like a picture. I know I didn't do my normal format, I guess, of structure. What even is that anymore? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I may have painted her in a bad light, but she seemed to to be um, a strong woman and yeah. not one to just you know Which be was inferior, unpopular. Mm-hmm. any time before the 60s absolutely so. and so i mean they obviously don't like her on, and then on top of the fact she's a race they don't like a religion they don't like mm-hmm. and most likely a gender they don't aren't too super fond of
0: right <laughs> or that they don't see as an equal yeah or an equal threat or any,
1: yeah and i think that um the familiarity level it comes into play obviously because they you know knowing each other but it couldn't have been too serious because i feel like any further it might have led to rape. Mm-hmm. Um, And keeping that distance between uh, hate crime and rape is a fine line. And so because according to the report, she wasn't. It seems like it was more of a a big middle finger, possibly even more directed at Mr. Kaufman. Mm -hmm. If anything, we're going to take your daughter. Fuck you. And why you're here. Oh, my God. I want to know, like, did they not try to figure out who the fuck had a white horse in town or a gray horse in town? Oh, that's true. Many people. It could have been. yeah that could have been a non-starter but also i I, even now in fucking modern
0: times people go down for crimes that they like did not commit so it's it's interesting that even in the 1890s they couldn't pin someone down like that's a crime it's a seriously violent crime in between two like homesteads with children like i feel like the pressure would have been on
1: In this case. But they were that my minor conspiracy could have been if they arrested these alleged suspects and the police learned really what their motivation was behind it. They thought, well, I agree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't want them here either. But then why do such a I mean thorough, I guess, but decent investigation? Mm -hmm. Why even put the effort in? I don't know. I think that it had a lot to do with her being maybe a little stuck-up, rich bitch, and they were these podunk little hunters that didn't care for. Her. Maybe, oh. but it's crazy that they
0: are seen as rich looking at the. I know, isn't that shitty weird? Shitty
1: little cabin. I think it's all relative of like well-to-do, meaning they had enough money to buy the land and the cattle and maintain it. Yeah um you know it's not a mansion by any means no it is not yeah i do think like i don't know all the forensics are really interesting the blue dye the yeah i I think that like the i don't know if you could tell if the rock had been if the bonnet had been pulled down beforehand or Mm -hmm. during the attack that would give you kind of a direction on intent yeah um and you know remorse after the fact and then um the trajectory of the blow could tell you direction and handedness, mm-hmm. and that would narrow down your suspect pool, right? And if like, you could find a left-handed or whatever-handed with a, a, a gray, gray horse, horse <laughs> you know, you know maybe what I mean? got your guy. Right? I think it's a little fishy, uh-huh. but anyway, I hope you we'll guys liked know. it. I loved that story. I know I'm pretty. Not that thrilling. No, I
0: liked it. I I think you guys will probably like it too because it was also way better done than mine was. So it's a good way to close out the episode. Oh, good way to close. close. Uh, <laughs> all right. Don't get your hopes up. You know, we're back right yeah. now. We're both in school. We're both working. Yeah. There's a fucking pandemic. It's
1: a rusty, rusty start. Yeah. Who knows? what's gonna happen from here on out in life in
0: podcasting yeah our country's in civil war almost i don't know have we declared not really it's just a bunch of fucking morons so everyone sucks
1: everyone sucks everyone is a rapist except for the guy who killed Adele. i guess so (laughs) uh okay well yeah see you whenever yeah whenever um, we'll figure it out yeah. wear a mask you do that and yeah uh if anyone's listening um probably not but probably uh, not have, have, oh yeah we right now yeah ha- happy, happy halloween,
0: halloween. <laughs>